Hello, and welcome to The Creatives Project, where we talk about all things photography, as well as art and design, travel, and just life. Let's jump in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to The Creatives Project. I hope everyone is having a lovely day wherever you may be listening. Today's episode is going to be all about my current journey with street photography, especially the last 60 days with this challenge that I created for myself to shoot street every day. I feel like I really picked up street photography in a new way since I've been traveling on this trip. I am currently in China, and this is the start of the China leg of the trip. I've just gotten here a few days ago from Taipei, and my time in Taiwan felt both long and short at the same time, which I feel like that's how the whole trip has felt, but since Taiwan is a smaller island country. I feel like I was really able to see everything that I wanted to there, explore with friends and family, and just live and experience so many different neighborhoods, like just in Taipei alone. So yeah, I'm here in China for the next month, most of which will be spent with family for Chinese New Year's. And I'm sure while I'm here in China, I'll still be shooting a lot of street, but also concentrating on a photo project documenting my family. This is the first time in nearly like a decade that I've been back and probably the only time in the next few years that I'll be back in China. So I really just want to make the most of my time here, spending time with family, my grandparents, especially interviewing them about their lives and just making photos of our time together. But Back to the last 60 days of my trip, half of which were spent in Thailand and half in Taiwan. I was really able to concentrate on street photography as I've been here, and I feel like being in a new environment, especially these super interesting international environments, can really spark your interest and make you notice what's around you in a way that you wouldn't in your hometown. I feel like over the last two months, I've just grown so much in my street photography journey and also observed and adapted to these different countries' culture with photography and being photographed. So in this episode, I will discuss my mindset basically going into this challenge of 60 days of shooting street, the camera gear that I used, how I found that street differs depending on the culture that I'm in and how comfortable people are in being photographed and just like any tips that I've learned shooting street so far. So what exactly is street photography? I thought I'd give a rundown for any people who don't know what it is because I honestly didn't know what it was until like pretty recently. I feel like it's a niche that is so unique and in like portrait photography and in many like posed photography, street photography isn't talked about enough and isn't practiced enough. And I feel like it's just so important 
in general in practicing photography, but also documenting life. It's, yeah, just been an amazing genre of photography to dive in for me and super interesting to learn from. So to me, street photography is basically documenting the everyday life of the environment that you're in. So this can mean a lot of things, but a few things that it could mean are documenting the people, architecture, nature, and just capturing candid moments as they unfold naturally on the street. I think that's the most important thing, the candid moments and the honesty of it all. But saying street, it doesn't mean like actual street or like it doesn't have to occur in a city. Um, Street just rather entails like just the environment. So anywhere that's like a public place. So that could be a beach, mountain, or really any other setting. I feel like for me, the main trademarks of street photography versus any other type of photography is just like the honesty and candidness of preserving a certain moment or history without prior setup or posing. You're basically like a fly on the wall, just observing and recording moments as they happen. That's why a lot of street photographers are almost like sneaky with their cameras because they don't want their subjects to notice and want to stay low key. So where did I start with street? I basically have little to zero experience shooting street before this trip. I feel like the little street that I did shoot, I didn't really understand what street photography really was and like the concepts and approach behind it. I really thought it was just carrying around a camera and just like shooting whatever catches my eye when I'm out on the streets. And I feel like now 60 days in, I've really learned so much about street photography, not just my own personal experience, but also just like researching other photographers and just learning more about the history of what street is and how it's important in documenting so many communities. So back home, like in New York and in Seattle, I feel like shooting street to me is harder than shooting street in unfamiliar environments because it's home. It's like you're so used to the environment there that inspiration doesn't strike you the same as if you were in an unfamiliar environment, especially like these unfamiliar international environments where like so much is going on and like there's so much chaos and sights and sounds and smells all around you that you just want to capture it all. And at home, especially in Seattle where it's like really chilled out, street is so different and you almost get used to seeing what's around you that you forget and have less of that novelty. So I think that's kind of the mindset where I was coming from, where I yeah just didn't bring out my camera that much when I was shooting street back home or just like going anywhere outside at home and bringing my camera along. I didn't have the same mindset that I do now. And it's so different than the planned out shoots that I usually do and characterize my portraiture. And yeah, I just wanted to try it in a more intentional way with the goal of 
improving my street work and just becoming more comfortable in the style of photography that's so different from what I'm used to. It's definitely a challenge in all the best ways. So I had a few goals in mind when starting this 60-day challenge that I set out for myself, and the first of which was to keep fostering this childlike curiosity with making photos. I think in photography in general, it fosters this childlike curiosity and need to create, but I think street is you know, different in a sense because you're just like walking around noticing things, nothing is planned, nothing is set, like it's just you with the camera and however you compose the image is just up to what is unfolding in front of you and I love that. It makes you a much better observer of light, of behavior, of architecture and how people and light interact with it and you can take that all with you long after I put away my camera. It's basically just exercising like the muscle of observing most of all, which I think is so important. It just makes me appreciate life more and especially while traveling, like have a deeper understanding of what's going on around me, especially since travel can be like go, go, go all the time. Just getting a better understanding of daily life around you and observing all these things just help me soak in a place a little bit more and remembering it more deeply and of course practicing my photography in a different way and yeah even interacting with locals on a different level as well. I think all of these things were definitely factors that I was considering in what I wanted to focus on and improve my photography in in the last few months. And the second thing that I want to improve about my photography mindset and skill set is spontaneity. I feel like in street, spontaneity is so important. Like it makes or breaks street photography. Anything can happen at any time. You have to be ready at all times with your camera. And especially with film, this can be a super crazy challenge to compose a image so quickly. And I feel like as a film shooter, I wanted to get better at this area of quickly composing and taking the shot as soon as it came to me rather than waiting for the best moment. I feel like in my portrait work, I tend to shoot more slowly just because film, like I don't want to waste a film, you know, so I feel like just waiting and composing and like making little adjustments to whoever I'm shooting and then finally taking the shot, that can like, you know, be a very slow process versus street where it's like, if you don't take the photo right there in that split second, like it's gone, like the person will move, the light will move, um, like you'll have to keep walking, so many things. So I definitely want to improve some quicker shooting and just improve my ability to capture spontaneous moments rather than planned ones. But I'll talk about this a little later about how I actually revised this goal because it didn't exactly work out for me in the way that I originally thought it would. So yeah, it became interesting to see how I utilized both my previous method in waiting a little bit before shooting and my new goal of spontaneous shooting. 
So let's talk a little bit about the camera gear that I used. So I mostly shot either half frame film or full frame film with my new film camera that I just got and my Olympus Pen EP1, which is a digital camera. I also sometimes use my Canon, but it's definitely the bulkiest and draws the most attention. So I tried to stay away from that as much as I could. And also it's the heaviest one. So I was not trying to carry that around all the time. And I think out of these three cameras, I definitely shot my Olympus Pen the most. I feel like digital cameras are the best when you're just starting to learn because it's just repetition and like practice, right? So with digital cameras, you're obviously just taking as many pictures as your heart desires. So I feel like for me in the start of my street journey, that was the best just for me to learn and figure out like what street images make a good image and what doesn't and just learn through trial and error. But the thing I will say about the pen is it's very slow. The shutter is, yeah, pretty slow, I would say. So that was one of the main gripes I had about it. But other than that, I think it's a great camera. It's very light, had a zoom, and the pictures came out very beautiful. So overall, I'm happy with it. But, you know, in the future, who knows, maybe I will upgrade my street camera so it has a better shutter. And, well, I was not going to include this camera, but, you know, I did use it quite a bit for, I think, the street purpose, and that is an iPhone. I basically started treating my iPhone more like a film camera and also, like, just taking static videos on my iPhone having the same mindset I talked about earlier, but just treating my iPhone like a actual camera. I feel like I usually just whip out my phone to take photos very casually, like pretty quickly and often just record like funny moments or like, I don't know, take crazy 0.5 selfies or something. And I still use my phone camera for that all the time and I won't stop using it that way. But I also think I forgot that our iPhone cameras are also like a really good camera and we can use it the same way we use our other cameras with that same intentional mindset with like the same way I would shoot with a like actual camera, like back and forth walking in front of a cool building, trying to figure out the right composition and yeah, zooming in, lighting before taking a picture. Because with iPhone, I feel like I just never really think about these things. I just like whip it out, take a photo put it back in my pocket, but having that same mindset also applied to iPhone has been interesting for me and also saves so much calling in my camera roll. So yeah, those were the cameras that I used and let's get into the actual shooting. So there were a few different approaches that I used while shooting street and I would say like there was mainly three different ones. So the first one was just like carrying my camera around like very casually. So this would be like when I was usually with friends or, you know, just like walking down the street anytime and I just have my camera on me. Maybe it's like still in my bag. It's not like ready to take photos with, but it's definitely like in an accessible place and I'm ready to get it out anytime. It might be in my pocket. 
And when I see something, I'll, you know, take it out and take a photo. That's like approach number one. Approach number two is like a chill photo walk scenario. So this is when maybe the camera is like around my neck, it's maybe on already, or it's around my wrist, and I'm like actively but like casually looking around, like looking for good composition, good photos, but still able to like walk with my friends, maybe still hold a conversation, but also still in that mindset of I'm looking for a good photo, I'm looking for a good light, and maybe I'll stop somewhere if I find a good composition and I'll like make my friends wait with me too. So this is like a more chill environment, but still not in that locked in kind of mindset. And the third mindset is like, I'm locked in. So I am actively looking for good photos. I'm like, the only thing that's going on in my mind is like to take photos, to look for good photos and look in the environment and see the best photo that I can make. So I have my cameras on me. They're on, they're ready to go. And I'm just scanning. I'm scanning the environment. My ears are open. My eyes are open. And yeah, that's the only thing on my mind is to make good photos. And I feel like I can only be in the third mindset for a certain amount of time because it is like very tiring to always be in that mindset, especially let's say if you're like with other people, because I would say the third mindset I can only really do when I'm alone because yeah, it's just hard to do that while you're also, you know, like making conversation or with friends, especially friends who aren't photographers and are also doing it. I feel like with another person, it's who's a photographer, it's obviously much easier to do that, but I like it best when I'm by myself, then I don't have to wor- worry about, you know, where the other person is walking, if we split up, anything like that, and I feel like my perfect medium is kind of in between the chill photo walk and the locked in mindset. I feel like in between that, I could probably walk for maybe a good like 30 minutes and make some images that I'm really happy with, maybe get some food on the street to eat, keep keeping locked in after eating, and then finish up. I know some street photographers I feel like can go all day, but honestly, I get tired kind of easily in this like scanning kind of mindset, like scanning the environment kind of mindset. And I feel like there's also only a certain amount of time that the light is how I want it to be. And it really depends if I want to like practice shooting in a certain type of light. But let's say like I want to practice shooting you know, blue hour that day or something. That's only like an hour of the day that it's going to be that light. So that's also kind of limiting you in how many shots you can take before the sun completely sets. And for me, that's like the perfect amount of time. I feel like any more than that, I'll just get tired. And then just like, when I look back on my photos, I'm like, wait, all of these are so bad. So I think for me, the perfect amount of time is like around an hour between the chill photo walk and locked in mindset, but it really depends. Sometimes I can go for longer. Sometimes I'm 
with friends and maybe I'm just in the first mindset of the caring camera and we'll just shoot whatever looks good very casually. And it also depends on the country. So for half the trip, I was in Thailand. Half the trip, I was in Taiwan. And I feel like in these two places, it was just so different. Street photography is completely different, not just because of the shape of the cities, but also people's mindsets with being photographed. The light was extremely different and how easy it was to have a camera out and just be taking photos every day. So I feel like in Thailand, it was just quote unquote easier in a way because people are just used to tourists and more used to people having cameras and walking about and like taking photos uh, more so than Taiwan. I feel like in Thailand, it was similar, like especially Bangkok, it was similar to New York in this like chaotic type of way. I really love the energy there. It's just like so much going on. It makes you more inconspicuous with a camera. You can be more hidden because there's just so many people on the street and there's too much for people to pay attention to you and be like, why are you taking a photo? And there's so much color as well. And not gonna lie, I was overwhelmed a little at times, but it was like the good kind of overwhelmed where you can just take a step back and breathe and then keep taking photos and there's just like never ending things to photograph there and the light was best of all I think the light in Thailand like it's very like sunny and beautiful there every day so had these gorgeous sunsets every single day barely rained and yeah it was it's like California I feel like like you never have a bad sunset like every day is good conditions for you to shoot you don't have to plan your week around like, oh, Monday is going to be, you know, a sunny day. Let's shoot on Monday. Um, it's not like that. So that was definitely the easier route to start my street photography journey with. But easier doesn't always mean that you'll improve in the ways that you want. And it could be a challenge to shoot in a more difficult country who is not as warm to street photographers and the lighting conditions are very different. So that's exactly what happened when I went to Taiwan. I was simply humbled. I was so humbled by the light conditions and the energy. It's just very different from Thailand. And I feel like because it was so much less sunny, I would say like 80% of the days, maybe 75% were cloudy days. And I just needed to focus on light much more than when I was in Thailand because like when I was there, I could literally shoot any like any concept that I wanted any day and I knew the light was pretty much going to be the same. But Taiwan, I feel like every day the lighting conditions changed and even throughout the day, it changed so much. It would be raining, cloudy, sunny, like all in the same day and it was very gray at in certain days like a lot of the days so I honestly started shooting black and white film just because it was so gray <laughs> and conditions made it harder but it definitely forced me to pivot and learn more from the constraints that are placed upon you and for me most of the time in Taiwan it was definitely the light 
There were other things as well that made it quote unquote harder in Taiwan to do street photography. And I think one of the main things is just like the tourism industry and how accepted it is in Thailand to be walking around with a camera and when locals see you, they're happy to smile at you, show you what they're working on. And in Taiwan, especially in Taipei, which was the city that I spent the most time in, like people got places to be. They're working at their office jobs. They're in the business district. They're not going to stop and smile at you. They have these big coats on with an umbrella and it's like cloudy and rainy and the vibe is just so different. But, you know, that's what made it such a fun challenge. And I feel like I just started to see elements of my home, both in Seattle and in New York, within these two countries. And it definitely made me a little homesick, but also, you know, it just made me smile. I feel like it's just so interesting being able to experience all of these different cities in countries that are relatively close to each other with people who look like me. It's just a really cool feeling to be able to document this and, you know, every day come home, plug my SD card in and just see and contrast and compare like the images that I got. And I think in Taiwan, there are so many beautiful slice of life images that I got that I'm so happy with and in Thailand too but I feel like you know learning about street photography the last two months obviously it improved in the last month so then coming to Taiwan I found myself starting to really notice and document these slice of life like tiny moments of everyday life much more especially when surrounded in all the all of these touristic locations I feel like it's so easy to get caught up in like these big touristic locations that you forget like the purpose of street and to document what is not usually seen and just try to find my style as a street photographer and what I even like shooting because it's so different to portrait photography that I'm like, what should I even be focusing on? What should I even be shooting? It's just so, yeah, curious and challenging and makes my heart happy to be able to focus on these things and try out this new style. So let's go on to some of the things that I've learned and some tips that I've read and heard about, but also I've just picked up myself that have really helped me in the last two months. So one of the first things that I learned about when shooting street and like read about in a lot of like how to shoot street articles and stuff was to put the camera to your eye at first because shooting street is scary. It's so fucking scary because like you don't know if people are gonna yell at you for taking photos of them or get spit at or something and you know sometimes you don't know the language and that's even harder. So I feel like shooting conspicuously is one of the main things that I had to learn and it's so different from portrait right like with that you know like someone's in front of you paying you to take photos of them and you, they know you're taking photos of them versus street is you have to be a little bit 
more hidden with your camera to capture the more candid moments that you want. And a lot of people start by shooting mostly from the hip. So like putting the camera by your hip, not putting your eye to it. So then it makes this much less noticeable. And sometimes it can be necessary, but it can also be a crutch. So I learned to shoot by putting the camera up to my eye at first. And then I feel like after I kind of observe the situation or once I feel, I don't know, maybe if it's a better angle from down there, I could put it down on my hip. But I do think it's better to shoot from your eye at first um, just because, number one, I think it gives you a better composition understanding of what's going on and how that scene looks from inside your camera rather than just like shooting blindly at your hip and not knowing what the scene even looks like just for the sake of people not noticing your camera. And I think the main thing that I've learned from this is, you know, shooting from different angles. I feel like bringing it down to your hip, bringing it up to your chest even, and just hanging your camera from your chest and then pressing the shutter there versus bringing it up to your eye and, you know, just staying in one place and just holding your camera there, just standing there even for like five, 10 minutes because you found the shot and you're just waiting for the right moment is such an interesting technique and has made my photography better. I feel like these different angles that I never would have thought of just come up in when I'm calling the photos has made me just see photography in a different light. And that leads me to the second tip that I learned, which is just waiting there until the composition is right. So this goes back to one of the like mindsets that I had about spontaneity and how I later revised that goal because I wanted to be ready at all times with my camera. I was going to be fast. I was going to compose the image super quickly, but it didn't work in the way that I thought it would. I feel like when I first started doing that, my photos were just like absolutely horrible. I think, I mean, obviously one of the main things is that I was new at street photography. I still am new at street photography, so I didn't know what made a good image. But also shooting that fast is like you ha you have just a split second and when you're not ready, so many things can be off. Like your settings can be off. It's too blurry. It's too, I don't know, like so many things. So I feel like what helped me work a little around this but still be spontaneous is just be at the composition that you want. So let's say that you're walking around and you find this beautiful archway with this gorgeous light streaming through and you take a picture of the archway, but you're like, oh, something's missing. Like we need a subject here. There's no one around. So you could just like keep walking. You're like, oh, no one's there. Like, oh no, too bad. I'll just leave. And you know, maybe next time there'll be someone there. But you can also just wait there and wait for your subject to come to you rather than following your subject around. Same thing, if you see like a very interesting person, you don't have to follow them around like some kind of paparazzi. You can just wait there until this interesting person comes into your view. 
So I think this is also a much better way to like stay inconspicuous if you're just there and have your camera to your eye in the exact composition, your settings are perfect. And then when that subject comes in, then it's like the perfect photo and you didn't even have to do that much versus like running around like a crazy person trying to capture everything. So that was one of the main techniques that I just started using is when I saw something beautiful, like let's say this archway, I would just literally like walk around the archway, walk forward, walk back until I found the exact composition that I wanted. I just like literally stand there until someone comes into your frame that's perfect for the image that you were looking for. The third thing that I noticed and one thing that I'm also really excited to bring back home to Seattle and New York is the concept of location familiarity, which is basically the more familiar you are with location and the more time that you spend there, the more intimate the photographs will be. So I feel like when you get familiar with a certain area, you know where the good lighting is, where the beautiful buildings are, you know what the people look like, you know which people will be at which location when, like if school gets out a certain time, you know a lot of school children will be here. If the people get off work at a certain time, then the streets will be filled with business people and you just know like what is happening in that location in a much more intimate way and just like having the idea of like you do not need to go to a different place each time to get a great photograph and you can get a great photograph anywhere and it's like when I find myself going back to certain places I just notice everything in a much different way than I did the first time I was there. And that's how I actually get better and practice more in these places that I think are typically like uninteresting or boring or just places that I've been before. I'm like, oh, why would I go back? I already got photos there. But the second time around, I feel like I just notice so many more things. And if you know the location, it just becomes easier to capture these great photos because you know where everything is. That's how you can be at the right location at the right time. And you just learn way more about the street life that is happening. You learn when people are passing by and notice these patterns and you'll be prepared. The last thing that I wanted to touch on is just the fear of street photography and I know that's definitely one thing that hindered me a lot when taking photos of people like in a more like up close kind of way. I shot mostly like wide angle, I would say like 28 to 35 millimeter and you got to be like pretty close to people to shoot at that length and I feel like the main thing is just overcoming fear of photographing strangers. The worst they can do is say no or I guess yell at you a little bit, which honestly hasn't happened to me yet. And I feel like if they do notice you, most of the time it makes a connection rather than a negative experience. And I definitely thought the worst. I you know, yeah, I thought people would yell at me, spit at me, but I feel like once you approach or if they see you photographing and approach you, the you can just explain like what you're doing. And I feel like most people do appreciate art and 
the fact that you're out here documenting on the streets. So overall, just don't be scared. And the true key is just spending time shooting. Like the more you shoot, the more the street photography gods will reward you, give you these connections with locals and the people around you in these communities. And the better you'll be at capturing these like crazy moments that you come across. One of the reasons why I feel like I've learned to love street photography so much is number one, the connection with others through photography. And number two, just like the therapeutic action of just walking around with a camera and taking photos of things that I find beautiful. I feel like I can just shut off my mind, be relaxed, spontaneous, and most of all, just enjoy myself and soak up what's around me. And I hope y'all try street too. I'm super excited to keep shooting street the next couple months that I'm in Asia and even more excited to take all that I've learned and apply it to the places that I have roots back in the U.S. to document the cities that mean the most to me that I call home. And shooting street, just like any genre of photography, is a fucking lifelong journey where you're just never going to stop learning. So if this episode intrigued you at all about the mystery that is street photography, take this as a sign and start intentionally shooting, even if it's just on your phone. And thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Creatives Project, and I'll talk to you soon.